Welcome to a bonus episode of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Keith Tusi and Pastor Mervyn Struthers recorded this episode while in Ukraine. Hi, this is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. I got a special international report for you. I'm actually in a hotel in Romania with Pastor Mervyn Struthers. Uh, We've just returned from the Ukraine. We're going to be flying home in the morning. But I thought I've got Pastor Mervyn here, so I want to let him give you just a a first-hand update of of this incredible trip that we just had. Pastor Mervyn, tell the people what you saw. Well, it was definitely amazing what we saw while we were here. One thing that I kept saying over and over as I would talk to people from back home that I can't believe what my eyes have just witnessed. I was here about six weeks ago, two months ago with my wife. We spent a couple of weeks and we stayed on the Romanian border and then we went into Chetanip Sea and we stayed there for uh, uh, for about seven days inside the Ukraine. But this time we went into the Ukraine and we took a 17-hour van trip to Kharkov, which is on the other side of the Ukraine. And that's a city that has recently come under fire and they were uh, actually able to drive back the Russian army and we saw destruction while we were there, but we also saw we also saw a church that was alive, and a church that was full of the joy of the Lord, no matter what was going on. And they had their hands to the plow, and they were serving God, and they were serving the people. And I think they were really making a difference. Yeah, while we were there, literally the ground was shaking because about twenty-five miles away, we were just twenty-five miles off no, the Russian border. Yeah, but the bombs were about five miles right, away, right. and and you could hear them. And then every once in a while, your your feet would literally shake as they were exchanging rocket fire. And uh, I talked to the pastor because it, it was evident that these people had joy. I mean, they were praying, they were worshiping while we were passing out food and ministering to people. And I asked them, I said, you know, where does this come from? And here's what he said. This is the greatest answer ever. He said, this is who we were before the bombs, and this is who we are now. In other words, what we are has just been uncovered and just manifested because this is who we are. And I thought, man, you know, what what a truism. Uh, you know, you can't wait for a crisis to jump into a phone booth and turn into Superman. you got to be in your phone booth when the crisis comes. Absolutely, and this church was ready to minister when it happened. And so we pull up into the city after we've been traveling forever. We spent the night probably about 50 miles outside of the city of Kharkov. And then when we got there uh, the next morning, we had two van loads full of food, bags bags of food that were already bagged up, ready to give out. We pull up to the church, and there was a line of around 1,000 people. It was unbelievable. That were standing there in line, ready to get the food. So the first thing they did was brought us into the church building to join the prayer meeting. And they were praying fervently. That was the pastor leading the team of volunteers. They had a guitar, and we worshiped, and we prayed. He said, all right, now let's go out and serve the people. So we went out to the street to start handing out the food, and we noticed that there were a lot of holes in the uh, fence around the church. A cement cement lake fence. Right. And the windows were blown out of the church, and across the road there was a house that was about half fallen down. And they told us a story that here not long ago, a week or two ago, they were giving out food, had people lined up just like they were that day when a rocket hit that was fired by the Russians, and it grazed the church building, and there was shrapnel in the, the, the bomb, the missile. And so there's holes all in the fence, 
and the windows were blown out of the church from the shrapnel, and the house on the other side of the church was collapsed. But the pastor said not one person was hurt in that, and that was a miracle in and of itself right there. Yeah, it looked like machine gun fire, like from a movie, because the side of the church is stucco, so there was these like machine gun holes in it, and then they got like a cement fence, decorative fence, and there were holes in it from the shrapnel, and there were several hundred people out at this time. And I said, what did you do? So we, we just hit the ground and prayed, and nobody was hurt. Uh, just absolutely amazing. Yeah, what an incredible time being there with those people. And then the pastor, after we handed the uh, groceries out, and there were still people that were in line after they stopped handing the food out, and they gave them tickets to come back the next day to get some more food. And these people, we could look at them and tell that they were hungry and they really needed this food. And there was a lot of disappointment on their face uh, when they found out. And, and, they and it out broke my heart. It uh, made me want to pull the money out of my pocket and start giving it to them. But then there was nowhere for them to buy food. Yeah, the this, this city shut down. I, I asked the pastor, it's a church of about 350 people. I asked the pastor, how many of your people are unemployed? He said, all of them. I, I thought he misunderstood me through the translator. No, he said, all of them. Everybody is shut down right now. Now, in a couple of weeks, you know, provided the Ukrainian army holds the Russians off, uh, you know, businesses will start popping up. But, but even if those people literally had money, there would be nothing to buy. The stores are empty. Everything's gone. And, and of course, we gave him a large financial gift from the NRP, uh, you know, war chest that people have been given so they can buy a whole bunch more food and be stocked. But uh, I, I'm with Mervyn. When we realized we were running out of food before we ran out of people, we both looked at each other and we ran away. Honestly, I, I'm just. I, I I said I I said I I can't I can't stand here and watch these people faces who've been standing in line in hours. When, when we pulled up at seven o'clock, there were moms, there were people in wheelchairs. I mean, it, it was you know you, it was an incredible cast, and they were lined up as far as you can see. But when we knew we were out of food, I, I just I literally ran in the church building. I, I said I, I I can't handle this and. That's what I said, you know, what are, what are we going to do for these people? And they said, well, we gave the, we're giving them tickets, and the next load of food, they'll, they'll be first in line. So I just want to tell you what NRP is doing right now. We are committing major resources to that area, to that particular church. They're not going to run out of food again. And, you know, there's a real easy way for you to get involved. If you go to NRP Ukraine, just type that in. There's a place you can give. And the biggest thing I would say is we need to invite our friends. You know, I've reached out to family members in my family uh, and people that, you know, maybe I wouldn't have thought would really care or be willing to give. And I'll be honest, I've been incredibly blessed. As a matter of fact, one distant family member uh, paid for all our expenses for this trip uh, because we have not been paying for those out of the Ukrainian fund. They've been self-funded from other ways so that every nickel, every dollar goes to uh, the buying food and medicine. And uh, this relative of mine gave me the money. Uh, and all the years I've known them, they've never done that. <laughs> but their heart was touched. I invited them. I sent them the videos. I said, go online and look at what's happening. And listen, you have friends that will give and help. And every dollar literally counts right now because you know, you know inflation is hitting here too. Fuel is skyrocketing. We had to bring all our fuel with us because there were no gas stations for about the last hundred miles going into that war area. 
And then even if you did find one on the way back, like once we get up around Kiev, the lines were, you were going to be in a line for a long time. And then when you did get in line, you were only allowed, Mervin, how much were they allowed to buy? Uh, usually about 15 liters. Okay, which is... Which is uh, like five 11, gallons. Five gallons. Okay, yeah. You know, so we're buying, we're driving these big diesel trucks. You know, five, five gallons is not going to get you real far. But we had big uh, gas cans is what you call them. They're big kind of clear square gas cans and we had the we had the of course we had to travel with all this diesel fuel in the van you know so uh, that was a whole nother reason to pray but uh listen there is a war going on in every sense of the word for the hope of people and uh you know that's one of our major missions there was to let people know look you're not forgotten your home may be gone your heart may be broken your cupboards may be empty but here is a church, and we're united with that church. Thank God for the body of Christ, and we're going to supply hope and blessing for them in the days to come. We are not going to compromise that whatsoever. Uh, Mervin, is there any other ways you would tell people, like on the grassroots, how they could get involved being in the States? Yeah, well, the first thing is pray. Of course, we know that. Pray for the people. And, uh, just ask God to touch your heart and how you can give mm-hmm. financially. And as Brother Keith uh, already said, nrpukraine.com, I was interviewed by some local uh, radio stations at home and uh, one of our major news networks in Baton Rouge. Yeah, and that's I made right. sure to give them the nrpukraine.com. That's right. That was what, com. CBS affiliate? It was, I believe so, CBS yes. affiliate, I saw it, and they put NRP right on the screen in New Orleans on a major market. And then a, another church in town gave $10,000. That's right. Because you reached out to them. That's right. And I'm That's telling right. you, there, there are people that want to give. They just want to make sure their money is going to go to the right place. And if they give it to NRP, all that money is going to go to the right place. We are literally putting the money right in people's hands that are doing the job. We're, we're buying truckloads of food uh, at a time, tons at a time right now. Because that's just what the need is. There, there are people that are really, really hurting. And, uh, you know, if we can get them through, like, in different areas. The, this war is moving around down in, in the southeast. And uh, different communities are being hit real hard. Uh, but, you know, they recover. We went through Kiev. We took a little detour. went through the town of Kiev, which is a, you know, it's a major city. It's like being in New York City or something. And it was amazing how fast they got on their feet, wasn't it, Mervyn? Yes. When, you, yes. when we were uh, north of the city, no, south of the city, south of the city, on the main road, you could see bomb damage. I mean, it wasn't like everything was flattened, but, you know, like every half a mile, you'd see, you know, something that was just blown up where a missile had hit it. But when we got into the city, people were out. I mean, they were putting new windows in. They were cleaning up. They were dragging the bombed out cars away. I mean, it, it, their resilience was amazing. These people are going to bounce back quick. I asked the pastor, I said, well, what are you going to do, especially for the next couple of weeks? He said, well, we're going to trust God and ask for help. I think that's a great combination. So they're trusting God, and I'm asking you for your help. If you will not, please help us. Please reach out to some of your friends and family that you work with and just invite them to partner with you to make a monthly gift. These next six months are going to just be really hypercritical. Hey, we're putting leadership in context. This is what it means to lead and not just sit back and see what Putin's going to do. Let's watch what the Lord is going to do through his church that you're blessed to be a part of. 
This is Keith Tucci for Leadership in Context. Thanks, Pastor Mervin, for being with us. And we'll see you guys at home real soon. That's who we were before the bombs. That's who we are now. Wow, what an honor and privilege it is to serve alongside our brothers and sisters in Christ in Ukraine. You can help continue to make sure that they aren't forgotten by partnering with us at nrpukraine.com. For more updates, you can scroll to the bottom of that page and click on Ukraine Updates from NRP. There you can read about Keith Tusi and Pastor Mervyn Struthers' recent trip and other Ukraine updates. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us every Monday as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. See you next week.